Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here in another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello everybody. How are we doing, Dave? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Got something a little different today. Very different, yeah. So what we've done is we realised that uh, when we do the Tuesday tune-in, over on Facebook, um, which we've been doing during lockdown, we had some comments and requests around, um, you know, not everyone's on Facebook, but people still wanted to hear about the content. There's been some great stuff. We've yeah. talked about bags. We've talked about Battle of the Treks. We've talked about trekking boots, mindset, fitness, loads of stuff. And we thought to ourselves, well, why don't we turn these into podcasts? Because like you said, Dave, they're, they're sitting down listening for an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple of, we had a couple of special guests, didn't we? We had a new head of operations over in Nepal. Yep. Uh, Lee Wardle, Ironman triathlete, um, gym owner, and all around nice guy. Um, yeah, and there's there's so much good information and good content there that, and not everybody is on Facebook or yeah can sit there and watch a video for an hour and a bit doing nothing. So yeah, this is a great format. You can do it on the go, put it in your car, listen to it. It's a bit interactive, so you're going to have seen us answer questions and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, but if you're listening to this, obviously, yeah. Um, and you have any questions about any of the things you hear, uh, podcast at evertrack.co.uk. Awesome, Dave. Yeah, enjoy the episode, and uh, we'll catch up with you soon. Yeah. Who have questions about trekking? Two people who go trekking are here to answer your questions about trekking. Introducing the Tuesday Tune In. Hosted by Andy and Dave. Are we live? No. As far as we know, it's live. Let's check if we're live, mate. Let's check if we're live. Are we live? Live. 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 Tackling subjects such as... Talking about group travel. Charities. Altitude. Flying. Footwear. Vaccination. Fitness. So you can make an informed decision about trips and go into them as prepared as possible. Years of expertise shrouded in top-level banter. Tune in every Tuesday at 12.30-ish. Wow, Dave, that, I think that was seamless. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, guys, how are we doing? Um, oh, sorry, we thought we'd play that uh, today. Um, I I hope Can you hear us okay? We're, we're, we're clearly sorting out the tech here. Uh, we thought we'd do a little bit of um, our, our, our new little trailer. And I know it's weird because we did it as an intro, um, whereas that's a trailer. But we thought we'd, we'd put that live anyway. But yeah, Dave, are we live? 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 <laughs> but I, um, that is... You were laughing your head off. That is like a two-year-long chronicle of bad hair. <laughs> Honestly. It's, it's still it's, going, too. Look at these. You know, <laughs> the, worst, the worst one is that one of the, the lockdown here where it just kind of Ooh. did this 90s curtain style. And Dave, you're looking looking sharp, mate. Is this new? No, yeah, I've had a, I've had a, I've had a haircut. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's a while for me, but no, it is. Um, yeah, I hope you hope you guys enjoyed that. And welcome, um, Tuesday tune in. I'm back this week for all the regulars. Um, I know you had Dave and one of our ever trackers, Kate, uh, Kate Ramsey. I hope yep. you enjoyed her story. Um, had the pleasure of trekking with her um, in April 2019. She's she's an awesome, awesome person. And um, <clears throat> yeah, I hope it was useful as well. Um, Dave, obviously, you know, I know you were there. I, I was, yeah. You were there. Um, yeah, it seemed like a good life. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, no, it was great. Well, it occurred to me that, you know, obviously, we, we've run the, the competitions now and, and quite a few people have won and gone, but we've never actually heard back from them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, and, yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Actually, yeah. Kate was, uh, I, well, I was lucky enough to kind of go trekking with Kate um, and you in, yeah. we went to BBC together and then we went to Ben Nevis together. Yeah. And... I got to know her really well and it was really interesting to kind of like it's it's it, it was like a, a an inadvertent case study where i never knew i never met her before in my life she won and then i follow her journey from like winning on the live to the prep to going onto base camp to coming back yeah. meeting up again and finding out how it's done so brilliant yeah no it was really really good um so i was I going to miss it dave going to miss it yeah uh, well, mate, you know, you didn't seem that good. <laughs> I just read in Shona's comments there. Um, is it T-shirt, Evertrek T-shirt and a haircut? Yeah, Dave, you, you, you've got the memo then. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I, I think for the longest time now, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't, 
don't rep the brand when I'm on the live, you know. But also, do no, you know how hard it is every Tuesday to find a T-shirt that isn't a North Face? I can one. imagine, mate. I can imagine. I've been buying North Face T-shirts for 15 years, man, and that's, that's all. And I, you know, me, I don't throw a T-shirt away. <laughs> it generally just disintegrates. But yeah, so it's it's getting tricky. But they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have. They shouldn't have caught this thing. I before. know they, they they've been calling it every week. But look, if if, if you are new to this Tuesday tuning, this is our hundred and ninth. John Tuesday, Brackenzon. he's not, is he? John from Bracken's on, John, yeah. John, uh, 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 he's been a, a fixture of Evertrek for many years. Yeah. But yeah, we've been doing these tune-ins for, for a long time now. Certainly, we, we started during COVID when we couldn't travel and, you know, everyone was at home. I know we've, we've kind of moved on from that. Um, but everyone, um, lots of Evertrekers seem to enjoy them and find value from them. You know, we're regular to chat about different things. Um, always have a bit of a laugh. But essentially, they're... They're an opportunity for everyone to, to get their questions answered. And we always talk about things, different things, um, going everything from, from Killy, well, Travis Base Camp. They saw it at the they beginning. They did see it. I'm, I'm doing a bit of an intro. Vaccinations. <laughs> uh, group trips. Yeah. Charities. Yeah, that was quite good, wasn't it? And, and yeah, Steve and Zach, um, two of our video guys, they made that. And uh, yes, pretty awesome. Well done, guys, if you're on here. But yeah, today um, is, and I know a lot of you have entered our recent competition. Um, so today we're going to be doing the winner announcement of that. Um, uh, who we've got on the? Actually, you don't, should don't. you should probably hide that board. Uh, that's all right, Dave. You just don't move <laughs> because no, 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 Dave, Dave, Dave. <laughs> uh, almost, almost. Wow. Um, there we go. Good. So, Dave, uh, as we've already got the person um, written on that, um, but yeah, we're really excited to to announce the winner. We'll be doing that probably about two thirds in. Um, so, uh, and if you're watching this for the very first time. Do um, do hang in there. They're always we, we, we like to talk about trips, and today we'll be talking about Killy uh, because the competition was around Kilimanjaro. So we thought we'd go deep into Kilimanjaro today, yep. um, and everything, which um, obviously we've we've, we've done. Dave, we've got people on there at the moment. Yeah, I think we had four summits. What was it day before last? We had a group on the yeah. summit. Of Killy, yeah, quite which quite was a good. few. Yeah, we had a really we had a really good picture taken. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see if I can find it. And you know, the, once again, and the seamless technology, seamless, seamless okay. use of technology. Well, I was just sorting that out then. Um, yeah, how is everyone today? Then who have we got on here? We got the usuals. Um, ah, very nice. Is see, that's that, that, Dave that, Redding on there as yeah, well. Yeah, I, I think there's a few guys on there. So awesome. actually, it's better if I bring it out a bit. No, that's good, but um, I like it. Look, it's good weather as well. Yeah, I stood, yeah, I, it's so crazy. When we were there, yeah. it was just complete glacier. So as you can see, they stood on actual rock there with blue sky. It's kind of melty quite a bit, isn't it? we were it was just stood on ice and it was very um yeah. very white but um yeah i i you know more recently believe it or not i re-listened to the podcast that we recorded it's still my favorite one that we struggled to breathe yeah still my favorite one yeah <laughs> like, like that's the great thing when you get to nearly six thousand meters and andy puts a microphone on you and says tell us how you're feeling david you're like oh, i'm feeling great but um no kilimanjaro honestly was one of those yeah. it was an amazing experience and um it's so different because obviously we we started pretty yeah. much in the Himalaya, yes. um, sending people to Everest Base Camp, and <clears throat> they, they always kind of get bundled in together, don't they? You know, I want to do Base Camp, or I don't know what to do yeah, first, Killy or Base Camp. The, the big three, aren't they, with, with Machu Picchu, which is yeah. another another biggie in the trekking world. They couldn't be more different, yeah. In my opinion, I yeah. think that you know doing Kilimanjaro and doing Everest Base Camp is two completely different flavor trips. Yes, the experiences are different. <clears throat> um, but both equally as awesome, I think. Yeah, they're, they're both uh, they're both challenging their own right. Um, I mean, I know we we'll, we will talk about Killy a lot today. We'll be referencing other trips, and as Dave said, you know, we, we did begin in the Himalayas. Starting Everest Base Camp was our first trip. That's where the name came from. Um, and then you know we had Evertrekkers coming back and, and loving it and saying, oh, you know what, um, uh, you know, where else do you do? Um, and we we kind of uh, you know obviously expanded our, our our trips. And yeah, Kilimanjaro has become almost. If not more popular than Everest Base Camp, but because of you know its popularity, um, you know a lot of celebrities do it for charity and things like that, and it's it's an achievable yeah. mounted summit. Um, whereas Everest Base Camp, you're journeying through a landscape, uh, essentially to an X on the map, which uh, you know rumors are could be moving. Yeah. Um, obviously, with uh, it's more about the summit camp really than the trekking part of it. Um, but then with Killy, the summit is the summit. And you know you are summiting a peak, so it is completely different. You are camping on a mountain in certain camps to get as high as you can. Um, whereas Everest Base Camp, you're traveling through where people are already living, so it is a different experience. Both are amazing. Um, you know, if you were to kind of match up 
both together because one of the big questions that people ask is, you know, okay, what, what should I do first? Should I do Kilimanjaro first? Yeah. Should I do Everest Base Camp first? You know, obviously, what's the altitude like? If I haven't been to altitude, you know, some of these big questions that come up. And you know, there's no there's, there's no right or wrong answer really when it when it comes to which to do because a lot of people um, do Everest Base Camp first because it's you know the pop, popular one. It's Everest. It's got a lot of got a lot behind it. Um, some people have, um, you know, book on to us and we're like, oh, have you got an experience? And like, yeah, I've done Killy already. I've done Machu Picchu and they want to have a space camp. So it, it kind of switches back both ways. But David, if, which one did you find harder out of the two? If, good, if you were, if you were, it's a good question. Yeah, and I get asked it a lot. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would, <clears throat> I would probably say Kilimanjaro. Okay. But just because of one day. Yeah. The, um, summit. the summit night. Yeah. I think the summit East. night on Kilimanjaro is tougher than any one day on the Everest base camp track. Yeah. Probably the most nearest equivalent you'll have is Kalapatar. But Kalapatar is over in a few hours. You know, summit night, you're awake for, you know, well over 24 hours. Yeah. Um, you know, you might have trekked at night before. Yeah. You might have trekked at altitude before. <clears throat> you know, but, and to do, and you might have, you know, trekked with no sleep before, but yeah. to do all three of those things for the first time on Kilimanjaro doing summit night, yeah, it was absolutely epic. Yeah. I honestly think it was, it wasn't sort of scary epic. It was just sort of, wow, I'm doing this, you know, and you really do get a sense of, okay, I'm heading for the summit of a mountain now. It's all been leading to this. Yeah. The energy's there and it's real, real exciting. <coughs> I absolutely loved summit night on Kilimanjaro. I, it was one of the best. You know when everything kind of comes together for you it was yeah. like the, it was like the opposite of my feeling on other another moon which was you know i felt good i was strong um i was well acclimatized and it was one of those things where i just thought i'm gonna do it yeah. i love that feeling you, you smashed know it, like. before you reach the summit but you know you're gonna get there yeah and you're like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it it's like being <laughs> it's a, a good kid. feeling it's like it? being a kid on christmas eve yeah i think you know you you know you're gonna get those gifts it's christmas day tomorrow all i'm gonna do is just get through this like next it. few hours and that's what it was like for me um well i was um i was still asleep uh, waiting for father christmas to arrive because as i arrived at the top of the summit <clears throat> i pretty much only just woke up yeah what well, yeah <laughs> I, I do remember i do enjoy my sleep I, well i remember specifically i was a few steps ahead yeah and the sun was going to rise and I thought, oh, I'll wait for Andy and we'll watch the sunset. Yeah. Very romantic. And I turned hey, back wow. and I was like, and I was watching him walk towards me. I was like, has he got his eyes closed? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> no, no. Well, I had this thing where it is literally you could uh, summit in Killy, which is all about the summit day. I mean, it's an amazing trip because uh, summit day is such a beast. Yeah. And for someone like me who likes my sleep <clears throat> and only having like one, one hour and a half, whatever, before we actually started, we started our, um, our climb. Um, um, from uh, Barafu camp, which is essentially the last camp before you 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 go to the summit, and it's um, what was it half ten? We got up eleven. We started eleven p.m. and then you hike in through the night, which is something really I hadn't been accustomed to. Um, you know, now you know this is a while back now, but we do kind of put that in and recommend that if you can get out and do a, a couple of night hikes before you do killing, yeah. you know, it's not such a strange feeling um, if you're thinking of doing it. But yeah. Days right, like as you're going up, and I was because we have you know, you're walking so slow, and um, I kind of like I was like, ah, shut my eyes for a minute, and then I'm like this, and clearly you caught me out, yeah, uh, yeah. I was feeling great, it was just tiredness. And no, you know, it, it, if any of you have been on Killy and, and can recognize this, um, tell us how you how you were, how was it for you? I know uh, Jerome's on here who's done Killy, uh, one of our one of our big ever trekkers now, he's doing base camp in October. Um, I know he's he's done Kilimanjaro on here. Any others done Kilimanjaro on here? Any ever trekkers? Um, I know a lot of you are planned in to, to do it already, and a lot of you have entered the competition. So who knows what will happen there? Yeah. Um, good luck with the the competition as well. But yeah, let's know how you got on because I'm always uh, interested to to find out you know how how different people kind of find it. Um, you know, and we kind of you know from our our years now doing it, we we we, we know what works. We yeah. like for instance, you know we. Um, I know we talked about different routes and a big yeah. decision for us when we, when we started doing Killy was which route shall we do, which has the best uh, success rate and which is the best for acclimatization because acclimatization is the important thing. Right? Yeah. hundred percent. It's all about acclimatizing. Yeah. Um, you know, there are very few people that can actually arrive at, you know, high altitude with very little time to adjust and, and feel okay with it. And it is a bit of a, you know, it's a roll of the dice. So when we do Kilimanjaro, we only do one route. 
Um, there's loads to get up there. You know, they you know they, they call it the Coca Cola route. You know, there's the Marangi, Mash yeah. uh, Mashame and a few yeah. others. We only do the Lamosha route. Yeah, and we chose that. Um, it was what we had in mind anyway. But we go over there. We talk to our the guides who have all the experience on the mountain. Um, like a lot of our guides, one like Yessi, Silvano, they've all done it hundreds of times. Yeah. And we say to them, what's the, you know, there's no guarantees in this game, but, you know, what's the best way to get people to the top? Not just dragging them there, but get them to the top healthy and, you know, cognizant and happy with what they've done. And they're at, every time, Lamosha route, yeah. Lamosha route. It's eight days, you get time to adjust. There's a moment on there where you climb high and then come back down again, which is Lava Tower. Lava Tower, yeah. Always fun. Felt Always fun. I felt magical at Lava Tower. I remember <laughs> that day like it was yesterday. Excuse yeah. Me. If um <clears throat> actually Lava Tower, it was funny, like felt fine on the summit. Lava Tower. Yeah, it's a beast, isn't it? Well, the thing is you're you 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 are quite high, quite quick into yeah. the trip. <clears throat> so your body's just trying to work itself out. Um, you know, there's a couple of questions we we've had come in and we'll we'll definitely We'll answer those. One of those was about kind of altitude and, you know, about age as well. But we'll definitely come into it. But with altitude, essentially, and this is on any trip, um, you know, it, it's all about climatization. That you, you have to go slow, drink plenty of water, look after your body. And then, as Dave said, then the Lamosha route is is built that way. The, you're kind of guided by the landscape, uh, in, to be honest, which is great because the altitude profile is perfect for acclimatization. Um, you know, and it's not guaranteed, you know, when it, when we talk about altitude, some people, it just doesn't agree with them. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you'll never know until you're there, but you know, 99% of the time you're, you're fine. If you do, you know, some simple things, as we said, go really slow. Um, so your body is acclimatizing, hydrating yourself. And also the mind is a powerful, powerful thing. Um, you know, when we're not just saying, oh yeah, you, you start to think positively, that is it, but it's, it's better than if imagine every day waking up, going feeling oh my god i'm suffering the altitude sickness oh my god altitude 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 all you're thinking about is about the altitude what's going to happen it's yeah. like anything isn't it um, well you know so you you, you want to kind of approach it with that mindset of i've got the challenge i'm going to enjoy this as much as my as much as i can i know it's a challenge it's not a holiday it's adventure but i'm going to go at this in the most positive way i can and try to enjoy it as well because you yeah. know these are once in a lifetime things I mean, there's always uncertainty with it, with these type of trips. Nothing's yeah. 100% guaranteed. Yeah. You know, um, there are <coughs> high altitude mountaineers that have summited Everest that have turned back before Camp Two. You know, yeah. it happens sometimes. Yeah, times. It does, yeah. And I remember even um, Nims suffer from altitude. Yeah. You know, yeah, I think he was everyone does as well. But uh, we've <laughs> all been there. One of the um, you know, I nearly put the Nims top on the day, and I was like, not on today's life. <laughs> not on today's life. This is all about the. This is all about. It's the all about e. the today, it? But um, <laughs> but no. I remember one of the guides telling me when um, we were out there and we were talking about you know what, what what's your experience of people on the Lamosha route? How do you find people adjust to the altitude? Yeah. And hundred percent, he said a big part of it is if you go into it, it's it's a lot of people's biggest worry because yeah. you can see it, touch it, smell it. It happens imperceptibly, and then you'll start to feel unwell. And you, there's a a feeling of loss of control yeah. so people tend to get a lot of anxiety about that and oftentimes he told me that the experiences that they're having okay they might have a little bit of altitude to adjust to but the anxiety is actually worse yeah you know and they start to you know have to come down because of that and that's why i think trust the guides trust in what you're doing and the guides will know whether you're able to kind of go on or not you know, so if the guide says, I've seen this before, you're okay, you can trust them because they've done it 400 times or more. Yeah, just, um, <clears throat> we'll go on to um, something a little bit different in a minute. Just just call a couple of people out on here. It's nice to see Bry on here. I know Bry's been, he's had a, the same acceptance speech on some of the competitions for the last three years. So you never know, Bry, you'll never know. Although, you know, you've you, you, you won a lot in life. <laughs> um, but Jay, yeah, I remember Jay bumped into each other in Portugal, mate. That was, uh, that was pretty crazy, wasn't it, during COVID? But I hope life is treating you well. Obviously, Jerome, uh, we got Jennifer, we got Paula Reed. Paula, I hope um uh was it McEver Dog is, is doing well. Um Tom Massetta, all the way from Greece, mate. Hope you're good. Just yeah, all, all the usual ever trekkers. We got Diane, it was we got um, we got Chris, we got Dipak, we got Andy McNaughton Jones. I know you've been on Killy. First time Killy was great, perfect summer night, still clear, cold, but not bad. Ah, nice. yeah. yeah, that that sounds awesome, mate. Yeah, with us, we, we didn't really have too much um, visibility. It was freezing, mm -hmm. which is nuts because, like, literally a week before, because um, it takes, obviously, several days to get up there, we were down in, in Moshi, 
which is the the town or the city where it's at the base of, of Kilimanjaro and you're in 30 degree heat so it wow. seems like completely different like you're at the top you can see the summit and it's like you it's, it's just this it's, it's, it's so different biggest temperature differential in mm. 24 hours from the summit yeah 24 hours later you're down yeah and we were having you know a celebratory uh beer yeah and it was it was 25 degrees i think Mad, you know back then it was absolutely it was really strange <laughs> it was like the night before we we're on kilimanjaro and summer in and and then then i was in i was in a gift shop i think remember haggling with that guy i do remember over that, yeah. the unique gift ask me about that gift i won't talk about it here so it, it had nails in it and it looked like a pair of balls right no it was it was yeah it was that's it was it was really like. weird i don't even like the weird stuff i remember saying to him <laughs> no one else is gonna buy that you know that right <laughs> like I'm the only person he didn't that's give in, did he? He, didn't give he wouldn't have it. He wouldn't have it. No, that's, but, um, that's the fun of it. That's all right. You know, you win some, you lose some. I'll go back. I'll get it. Um, <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. If I had to ask you, Anne, what was your yeah, personal yeah. highlight of Kilimanjaro? So, um, what would what would you write on YouTube? So? There's a couple. Uh, Barranco Wall, which is uh, I think it's on day five. Damn it, he's chosen one. I know. Sorry. For <laughs> yeah. a reason, isn't it? Yeah. Because it's you know it is an amazing. So Barranco Wall. I know it's, it's weird because when you get to Barranco camp and you stay there and um, you get there after going what they've said about the lava tower, you're, you, you, you look up at it and it's, it looks like two, 300 meters high and it looks almost impassable. And um, I know that's when Steve says I'm saying impossible in an Irish accent and he says I'm impassable. Is that what you, oh yeah. Yeah, I'm he just, says I'm it. Just, I'm like, I just said it. She doesn't mind. <laughs> But yeah, and it's it looks you know you, you see people walking through it and it looks like you got to climb it, but there's not. There's a route through it. There's one section called uh, I think uh, Kissing Rock or Hugging Rock that you've got to kind of go around it. But the guides you know are there to, to make sure you're safe. Kissing Rock, here we go. Mm. And um, yeah, it's it's a, a kind of one of the most uh, probably the only exposed bit that on the entire face. But it certainly looks crazy. So that excited me. I remember going through it and getting to the top. You feel like you're on top of the world, don't you? Because you're kind of looking yeah. down on the clouds. It's amazing, and you can get an awesome picture because you you do reach this rock plateau, mm. and it's just got this sheer edge. And if you just look at it, it's like rock, 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 it's rock, nuts. sky. Yeah. And there's nothing ahead of you but sky, so it's amazing. And you can do like this amazing picture where you can jump up and you can kind of just crop out the ground. Yeah. It looks like you're floating. Probably one of my personal highlights as well. I think, you know what I really loved about Kilimanjaro as yeah. well. I loved camp life. Yeah, it's, was, it's was, good, was, isn't it? like We had some of the most heated games of Uno I think anyone's ever ever experienced. Well, you, you love the Uno. Love the Uno, big mate. Time, big time. Mate, I'll do it for money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah, like it's great. You'd sit down and then someone would get out a deck of Uno and you just play cards or play Uno and it's um you're having a laugh and stuff like that. Oh, man, I, I absolutely love the camp life. I think it's Yeah, it's I great. think you're right. I think you're right. I, think, I, I know we want to move on. But I think another biggie is the group dynamic. Um, you know, this goes on any trip. Like, I, I, I think, I can't remember, it might have been earlier this year, you asked me about every space camp was my highlight. And I think with Killy, it's still the same. It's the group. It's the people you're with, especially when you, you know, you're, you're going through the hard times. Because our altitude and mountains, although it's, it's an amazing thing, it's, it, it's, you know, truly life-changing. It really can be. Um, but it's the people you're with and, Saying that, I do like going and doing my own hiking and solo walks and that. But I think on these sort of trips, when you're on a group and you know you're going through the hard times, and someone gives you that pat on the back, or you're helping someone, you're encouraging them, and then you see them on the summit, they may shed a tear, there's hugs, high fives, maybe have a, you know a bit of wee dram. Um, it's just it's really special. Though I think those are the moments that'll stay with me yeah. the longest because of the impact and the, and, and the friends you make, and not just with. Like fellow, you know, ever trackers as well. It's actually the guides, you know. Yeah. You have become friends with the guides and the porters and and those connections that you make. And I think as human beings, I think we all crave that connection, don't we? Yeah. You know, with, with individuals. You also especially the last couple of years. One of my personal highlights was watching you hand a Highlander <laughs> a Scotch whiskey on the summit. I remember. Now, we all, you know, everyone likes a little celebratory dram on the summit, and he hands it to Spud, our friend, who takes it. Puts his head back, goes to pour it in, and nothing comes out. It, uh, you had carried an empty hip flask all the way. It's a good job he had some more, but yeah, uh, it's luckily I've, I've repaid him in kind now. He's uh, I give him a new one with a full. We were on the summit at Tupacal about a month and a half ago, 
uh, in, in Morocco. And I made sure he had whiskey on the summit this time. Yeah. I wasn't going to let him down. Uh, um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, it's honestly, it's the, the, the group stuff is absolutely awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And, um, but David fitness, let's talk about fitness then with Killy. Um, like what level would you say Killy is at in terms of like, okay, I'm, I'm out walking the dog. I'm out maybe hiking, maybe Penavan, maybe out yeah. the Lake district, Peak district, Scotland, where would I need to be at? I think you want to be a relatively yeah. fit hill walker, I think, and able to do Kilimanjaro. Particularly, I mean, there are some tough days and there are some real steep bits like the elephant's back, yeah. things like that. That yeah. asked, But most people, regardless of how fit they are, can, you know, chug their way up there nice and slow. But um, summit night, I think you do have to have had some trained endurance in the legs, in the back, and be able to kind of push yourself on because it is a game of sort of attrition really yeah. some at night you get you know it's really long you're awake a lot so you feel tired anyway and i think if you are fairly well accomplished hill walker you'll have the you'll have yeah. the stamina in your legs to keep you going because there's nothing worse and i'm sure we've all been there when we've been on a trek we've bitten off more than we can chew yeah. and your legs are just dead and you're just you know, a few times yeah and you know <laughs> so but i think getting out there and there's no better training really than Kilimanjaro than yeah. getting out there and walking in the hills with a pack on your back because yeah. although it sounds simple what you're doing is you're training that muscle memory you're getting your back used to carrying a pack for long distances your legs are getting used to the feeling of pounding and stuff like that so it does make a big difference yeah and and pretty much that's what we do we just hike right we go with the Beckham Beacons yeah like or, we're not elite mountaineers or you know, I suppose we would call ourselves altitude junkies these days, but, but we, um, yeah, we're not like, you know, we're not, we're not ultra marathon runners and, and, you know, we're not kind of elite fitness level. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's a hobby that's turned into something else. Obviously, you know, Evertrek, um, you know, has been going a while now is different, but on a personal level, we, we, we love the trekking and the climbing stuff. And, you know, we've had a lot of customers of, of all shapes and sizes, you know, um, yeah. you know, I use James as an example and, you know, he's a good friend of ours. Um, I think, Three weeks prior to um, to go into to Killy, he was um, he was on a photo shoot because he's a photographer um, in Las Vegas, um, you know, yeah. living it up and uh, obviously working as well. But the um, the point is, he he wasn't that experienced. He, admittedly, no. he was, you know he wasn't as fit as he wanted to be. He was carrying a little bit of timber, but you know what? He battled and he made the summit of Killy, and I was really proud of him for that because um, you know anyone that pushes through the difficulties and the challenges, um, you know, I think you know, deserves a lot, um, you know, and yeah, I got, got a lot of, got a lot of time for, for James and for anyone that can battle through those sort of things, you know, yeah, and, you know, so. but then again, we do have, you know, triathletes and lots of our customers are, uh, ultra marathon runners, marathon runners, runners, but you don't have to be, um, if you are awesome, it'll help the fitter you are, the better time you'll have, Yeah, but you don't have to be elite fitness. So obviously, you know, as a professional trekking company, we, we, we always recommend you do training and we have training plans. We also have, um, a little bit of partnership with the altitude center in london yep. who can give you um uh, fitness plans and things like that um that's in the members area once you you book a trip with us um you know so there, there are we, we're big on fitness but certainly we don't want it to be the only thing you think about no i mean there's yeah. more to it i mean there, there's yeah. several ingredients that go into making this stew and i yeah. think one of them is fitness that's, the that's, other one you know is is like we've talked about is the mindset yeah and then the other stuff is just following very simple things like hydration we were choosing the right route, like we said initially about Lomosho. I honestly think with regards to training, yeah. you know what a really good thing would do? If you did a night climb of Ben Nevis, I think, you know, start off in the night. Yeah, that would be good. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely. Because it's a, yeah. it's not, you're not on Ben Nevis as long as you are on Kilimanjaro, but yeah. in terms of its topography and things like that, it's relatively similar. Like it's yeah. a long drag to the summit. It's very rocky on there. Um, probably put you off <laughs> yeah and then and then it's a long drag back down um i mean coming down often honestly i found coming down kilimanjaro and ben nevis harder than going up yeah um for me it was just i think you're coming down quite steep rocky particularly good that ash yeah that, like it's got, dust it's, oh, i love that it was like skiing yeah, down killy it was all right but it was it was still i was quite i was so fed up of it by the time i got to the bottom I, initially i loved it this is great and it went on and on <laughs> but i tell you what was great though do you remember that time i slipped yeah and i landed in it and i had such a soft landing that and i was so tired and i thought oh, I'm right. <laughs> you're just gonna stay there. i just put my head back and closed Amazing. my eyes without realizing that you know my friends and the guides are probably looking at that <laughs> behind me saying 
are you all right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, yeah. Just, I just, um, just call out James, actually. He's off to Sweden. James, have an awesome time. I think you're doing the Kingslayer, aren't you? Um, yeah, mate, have an awesome time out there. Last bit of Wi-Fi for 35 days. So what are you going to miss? Four, you're going to miss at least four tune-ins, mate. You're going to have a lot to catch up on when you get back. Yeah. <laughs> James is one of our ever trackers. He's, um, yeah, he's, been, he's been on a couple of our trips. Um, but yeah, enjoy Sweden, mate, and good luck. Can't wait to see the pictures. Um, but yeah, some... <laughs> Just reading some of the comments. Uh, what the high Killy? What about Summit Trek Snowden? Yeah, absolutely. Laura, um, you asked about Snowden there. I'm sorry, you got heaps of questions. We'll we'll definitely come through them in a bit. Um, 100%. Summit Snowden is great preparation. Mm. Um, you know, any any mountain. You know, we get a lot of people that live in certain parts of, of England that you know, there's not, not too many hills or mountains near, and you've got to travel a few hours to get to them. And, and as Dave said earlier, just getting out of a pack on your back. We've even seen people in. On a, like a stairmaster in the gym, stairmaster's great. Uh, with like a, a twenty kg pack on their back, and you know anything that works the legs is, is beneficial. What I like to do is I just have an inbuilt twenty k. Um, but no, stairmaster's really good. <laughs> you can't go wrong for that. It'll really strengthen those quads, which yeah. you need coming downhill. Um, yeah, actually, Jerome was saying it played hell on his knees. Honestly, at that point, Jerome, yeah. my knees weren't that bad. In fact, it was a reverse situation there. Yeah, my bad knee was my good knee then. <laughs> And what's now my good knee was my bad knee. Yeah, if you've, um, if you've been uh, part of the, the community for a while, you, you, you'll know that um, Kneegate, hashtag Kneegate, hashtag um, or hashtag Dave's new knee. Um, yeah, he had a bit of an injury last year. Uh, this time last year. This time last this year? This time last year, was in a wheelchair, mate. That's right. You were post-op, weren't you? Post-op, yeah. yeah. ACL reconstruction. So, yeah, you, uh, you, you, you've got to go after those bloody knees, mate. I told you. I'm trying to. But, you know, <laughs> life's boring if you're not going fast. <laughs> uh nigel nice to speak yesterday dave thanks for swapping trip and dates i looks like i hear you nigel i hope all is well um right well we've got a, a few more things to go into i know if a lot of you are joined today because we want to do the winner announcement we'll do a few questions um because i feel like i want to make sure these are answered then we'll do the winner announcement then we'll try and finish off with some more questions yeah so we'll um we'll get through some cues oh we should yeah. mention actually okay Who's, who's on the questions today? Is it? Oh is yes. It, is it Lauren? Well, I'm half is it hour in. Fee or Rosie? Uh, we've or actually is... got two new Yetis in the in the office today. Uh, well, they're actually from last week, and I think Vicky is on uh, comments today. Vicky, do say hello. I think um, she's been on the the comments already. Um, I thought it was Jody. Uh, Jody, it could be Jody as well because Jody is here. Um, we're still waiting for the Yeti names to be confirmed. Uh, because all um, all people that ever trek, uh, all uh, we call them employees, but more than that, they all yetis need their own yeti name. Um, but yeah, do welcome uh, both Jody and Vicky to the ever trek world. Um, if you send an email or you're um, you know maybe changing your dates or paying for a trip or booking a trip, you, you're highly likely uh, be looked after by by the wonderful Jody. And Vicky as well. So yeah, they'll be part of the of the, the family going forward. Yeah. Um, we'll try and get them on a live at some point. I'm still trying to persuade them, but <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely do um, a bit of an intro for them as well over the coming weeks. Uh, crazy Yeti, Emily. Emily, that's probably you. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, oh my God, I'm not going to read Dave's out, but if anyone for Dave Rimington yeah. does like to um, show off. <laughs> hey, oh, yeah. Jody's just taken over. Hey, hey, Jody. So, is, oh, you're doing half each? Oh, I like yeah. it. I like it. Now, on it. it. On it. Um, great stuff. Great does, that stuff. Mean, does that mean Vicky's able to come in and say hello? Does That's it? right. Oh, yeah, she probably is. Yeah, <laughs> well, we won't embarrass her. Um, but right, so let's take up some questions then because we had a few by email, a few in the comments. Okay. Loads come in here. Right, yeah. Um, we've, we've got, we always struggle to get through them on these big lives. So we'll try and get as many done as we can, right? So, yeah, sure. what level of fitness do you need to climb Everest? Climb Everest. Uh, wow. Well, if you're talking about base camp, yeah, pretty much everything we just said for Kilimanjaro applies. Yeah. Um, so, just rewind that little thing back a little bit. If you're talking about <laughs> Everest, you need to be really, really, really fit. Um, yeah. You need to be in what I would term peak physical condition um, in order to do that because um, you're climbing the mountain not for a day or two days or a week, you're climbing there for a month. Yeah. you know up and down acclimatizing so yeah uh, by the time people come down from everest normally they're a wreck so yeah you need to start off as fit yeah. as you can be just read it emily as well p.s i named my falls lutzi and borance the, the ever falls that's amazing love that the, the ever falls right that so, sounds like a band name so em <laughs> emily why don't we have pictures of the ever falls that's a good point actually we need pictures of i'm a little bit concerned about the ever falls not being shown we'll have to get pictures emily you've heard it we need we need you need to send those in 
Um, yeah, drop us a little message or something with pictures of the Everfalls. That's brilliant. Knowing yeah. Dave, you probably put him above his desk. So yeah. Yeah, I've got a few things. You got there. a few things. Leah up sent us some stuff. She did all the way from Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Crocodiles this time. <laughs> she always sends us interesting you, things. You know, I'm think... a, you know I'm a fan of Crocs, mate. I know. Wow. That is a. I know you're a fan of Crocs. I love Crocs. They're different type of Crocs, though, right? Yeah. All these four by four. Uh, I haven't got them on today. What? I, no, I put my. Um, I've got my. Um, when you run into like I'm not getting on with them, so I think they're just gonna be casual. Um I'll tell you what, Vicky's put here something that's 59. This is from Paul. Uh for uh Paul Rowell. As a 59-year-old male, what stress does high altitude place on the body? And how do I prepare for it? Yeah, big question there, definitely a big one. I mean, firstly, you mentioned your age. Um, you know, we've got a lot of ever trackers around similar age to you. A lot of ever trackers who are significantly older than you that have made base camp, some in Killy. Um, we had a gentleman called Alan, big ever trekker. He's coming back, but uh, I think it's out of Purna, but he did um, one of our hardest trips, which is the um, three peaks, three passes, and he was 74. So, yeah, it just depends on where you're at. I mean, as, as Dave mentioned earlier, if you're out walking, you know, you've got a decent level of fitness. Like I say, you don't have to be superhero level here. Um, you know, you're, you're going to be fine. It's We have all levels of fitness, and sometimes, you know, the people who aren't as fit, um, because they go slower, they acclimatize better. And you mentioned there what stress does high altitude place on the body. Yeah, it puts a lot of stress. Um, we can't hide the fact that altitude is and can be dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, that's high altitude. That's why it's adventure travel. You know, it's not a holiday. Um, you know, we always like to be open and honest with everyone that comes on a trip, you know, and not to kind of say, oh, yeah, it's going to be like this, where actually, you know, when you get there, it's really hard. And it does. But, you know, that's not saying it's impossible. That's not saying it's horrible um altitude is great like as long as you go slow you take your time you look after yourself you, you hydrate yourself um you know by drinking plenty of water in the day um you know you you will be fine and naturally you know although you know if you went straight to five thousand meters it'd be difficult but when you go from a, from a you know like say two and a half thousand meters and then as you're slowly hiking your body does acclimatize your breathing isn't really any different you still breathe the same you just breathe more often so it's like anything. You go up a steep hill, like imagine you go to Ben Nevis. When you go in steeper, you naturally slow down, don't you? And altitude is the same, but it's just not that steep. So, for instance, if you if you're hiking or trekking at say five thousand meters, you know every step will be slower. Um, but yeah, we, we go back to the danger aspect of this. We, we always call it a managed danger. Um, it's something that our guides control, we can control, you can control, um, and it's yes, yeah, more than achievable. And it's awesome, especially when you know, you got summit Achille and, you know, it's, you reach the summit and you've been through those challenges, you know, it's, it's something about that. And Dave, I think you said something before about, um, I think it was first when we recorded Kilimanjaro the long way, you said about when you reach a summit and you go through the challenges, it kind of it stays with you longer rather than the ones where you spend on a beach. I think so. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I think, yeah. When you go through a beach when you go through, when you go through, <laughs> when you go through hell and back, it gives you, you know, you've got more of, um, yeah, you learn about yourself. Yeah. You learn about your capabilities, what you like, what you don't, who you are. Yeah, you know, and exactly. there's, there's, there's only a. I mean, I, I may be wrong, but I've never had those epiphanies on a beach. I like it, I enjoy it, but when I come back, I'm the same person as when I left. You know, yeah. but when I come back from these trips, I, I, I do feel different. Um, Definitely, yeah. So we got a question from uh, Diane. Diane. So that's uh, Diane. Diane. Diane Fisbach. Um, <laughs> so you have Killy in September. You do then EBC in November. Finally, it feels like Diane's been waiting years to go. Do they differ in terms of luggage? Um, not really. The 90, 99% of the equipment that you need for Killy is the same as EBC and yeah. vice versa. Um, the only thing I would say that you need for Kilimanjaro is I would definitely bring an air mattress, um, you know, and a, and a pump to blow it up with, even if that's just a hand or foot pump. Yeah. Um, you can use ours, use right? But the yeah, we do provide them, know, but they're, 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 they're hard. Yeah, they're very they're very firm. So I think yeah, that and maybe a poncho, a rain poncho. <laughs> see them a lot on Kilimanjaro because it does tend to rain quickly and then stop rain then stop um, particularly lower down so you don't want to be like putting on trousers and a jacket and then taking them off all the time so ponchos yeah. are very popular on Kili and yes you can 100% leave a suitcase in the hotel yeah. they got um they also have like safety deposit boxes and things so you can leave um passports and things like that when you're away so all good nice um ash ash dixon hey guys uh me and my friend about to book uh map tube cow with you for next march um i know you two have done it uh, will I need to take my own crampons and ice axe in March? Is it strenuous hike? 
So yeah, Ash, great. A couple of good big questions there. Obviously, yeah. to Carl in. He's a little bit inaccurate. It's all right, Dave. I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but no, with with Tupcal in March, um, having done it a similar time, yes. So crampons and ice axe are recommended that time of year. Sometimes, you know, uh, um, especially in the Atlas Mountains, you can get lucky. It's really warm. There won't be much um, ice or snow up there. But during the winter months and coming out of winter, um, sometimes actually all the way until sometimes June, even now, there might be some snow up there. Um, but we actually, um, and you get the, the crampons and the ice axe, they do provide it there locally. Mm -hmm. um, so you can use those. Or if you want to bring your own, like I took my own, um, you can do that. Uh, we get a lot of customers who take their own gear if they've got it. Um, but if you haven't got it, we've, um, you know, we've, uh, you can use ours. I was gutted I left mine. Jumbo, I was at the yeah. airport and I was like, with the ice axe. Yeah, yeah. And I, I just, well, I'm just going to leave it, save on the luggage. Nothing and then, like and your own weapons, gonna, mate. Yeah, I should <laughs> say inaccurate just because um, I, I, I turned back. Yeah, but, you know. Hey, it was illness. If you, yeah. if you haven't been on previous um, previous lives, yeah, there's a, yeah. do watch one. We did actually a live all the way from Marrakesh. Um, do check that one out. It's really good. We go all the way into Tupcal talking about, you know, how it was like the physicality of it, um, so which is all about um, Tupcal itself. So highly recommend that. Um, if you go back on the previous lives, um, around about April time, you'll be able to see, I think it was episode, actually it was episode 100. That's right, because it was our 100th episode. Definitely check that out. Because um, you put there, is it a strenuous hike? Um, yes. If you're doing the weekender, uh, it's quite a lot of ascent and descent in a short period of time. Your legs will feel it. Altitude, not so much. If you're doing the the, the slightly longer eight-day route that we do, um, it's good. The altitude profile is a lot easier, a lot less strenuous. But again, it's still challenging. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Ash, yeah, get yourself booked in, mate. Well, awesome. um, love to have you with us. I want to shout out yes. to Ian Pickles. You oh, found the van. That was great. Left me an awesome note. Um, what does it say on there? It says... Uh, is he a, oh, uh, he's, he's a posting. So I've got to say what he says. <laughs> uh, best trekking company ever. Fact. Um, the wow. thing, what he doesn't um, know is that I actually left you a little note on the front of my dash as well, but I don't think you saw it. See, I drew a little Yeti. <laughs> is that a Yeti? Yeah, nice. drew, drew a little Yeti. Um, yeah, but uh, no, that it's crazy to people that it's every time I go to Preston. Remember the last time I went to Preston? Your friend, I think it was someone that followed you, right? Who was going to meet you, <laughs> he was going to meet Andy somewhere. So my van followed me to two junctions he missed on the get around. Um, um, right, we got probably about another 10 questions. I think what we'll do, Dave, I reckon we'll do the winner announcement now. Should we do the winner announcement? Yeah, just yeah, because I know good. a lot of you are joined to see the winner announcement today. Um, now, when we do this, uh, obviously, whoever wins um, will be in touch with you, uh, hopefully, on the live. But if not, you know, we have had some winners in the past who've won a trip with us, and they haven't been on the live, but we'll, we'll get in touch as soon as we can uh, by email or Facebook Messenger um, and call you and just let you know you won. Um, but, yeah, Kilimanjaro, you're going to love it. Whoever wins, don't forget, you get to bring someone with you, um, which is awesome. Uh, and having done Killy, it's, it's truly a life-changing experience. Um, it really, really is. Um, you know, I know this one's Kilimanjaro. I know uh, people here do do an EBC competition. We, we, we've done one over the last few years, yes, but this time it's Killy. Um, and yeah, I think it's only right now for everyone. One thing. Okay. We, we flipped. Uh, yes, I will have to revert to the. Yeah, you'll have to revert. So it will throw the. the it will, the, it will the, look the, weird for a it second. It will throw the, the feng shui it off will. a little well. briefly. But it's okay. But yeah, just to, just to let you know that we are. Um, for anyone who doesn't win, uh, do check your emails because we do um, some runner-up prizes um, afterwards as well. So do keep an eye on your emails if you're not um, the winner. And obviously, if you are interested anyway, you know, we'd love to help you on your journey because, you know, as, as high-altitude trekking specialists, you know, all our trips are high-altitude. Um, you know, we, we like to think we know what we're doing. We have very high success rate. And, you know, people in our community tend to have an awesome time. And we've got a great community. Um, we're very proud of that. Um, and, I, and you know, if you want to become an ever trekker, we'd love to have you and, and help you on your journey. Yep. Um, but yeah, but if this is you, obviously, there's going to start of a journey anyway. But right, Dave, I best I'm going to mi and mirror. Like, should we swap sides quickly? Uh, no, it'd be fine. I'll be back. You ready? No, we're going to swap now. Ready? Yeah. Uh, okay, we'll do it really quickly. Ready, Dave? Go. Okay, go quick. There we go. That was like magic, Dave. Yeah. Okay, so the winner is. Try, try I feel like we need like drums try, or something. Bring it in. Uh, yeah, let's have a look. Where are people at? How, how are people feeling? I think a few people are excited. I'm not sure. It's not that many excited comments. I'm not no. getting to that many. Excited I'm not comments. sure. So we don't. 
I'm not too sure. I'm waiting for some more exciting comments, but everyone's saying. <laughs> no, there's a few coming in now. Um, no, great stuff, great stuff. Yeah, it's um, here we go. Okay, Dave, My arm's bring it in. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to roll in. You're going to roll in. The winner is Rachel. Rachel, Rachel Horton. Horton. <laughs> Congratulations, Rachel. Nice, Dave. Nice. Did well we go, done. We go, we go. Is, that, is, that, is that enough there? And we got pictures. <laughs> this is this for afterwards when we take a screenshot yeah um but yeah rachel is on the live do let yourself know because it'd be great to see if you're on the live if not you might be in work i know people have lives <laughs> um but yeah uh congratulations rachel you know it's we hope oh my god she's on the live there she is <laughs> oh my god oh, is that the first time a winner's been on the live no we actually, i just noticed it says bride wire mccalpine no. that must be a mistake <laughs> oh no no um it's great you're on the live and um yeah i hope that is a good feeling for you today rachel um yeah well. well we'll be in touch um yeah huge congratulations you know yeah. the well i'll tell you what we're gonna, gonna flip this back i've never won anything oh. before awesome rachel well, this is what she, she, knows, is like. she knows to get me right there that no Rachel, yeah, wait, i got some tissues over there yeah right. massive congratulations rachel <laughs> um yeah you're on your way to kilimanjaro you're yes. gonna get to the summit you're gonna have an amazing time it's gonna change your life yes you're gonna love it don't forget you gotta bring some with you so yeah um good luck definitely we'll, we'll we'll be in touch after this live um once we've got a lot of questions to get through but yeah um Congratulations, uh, a bride. Here's bride. Rachel, I've uh, mentioned him available as tracking buddy. He's already going. Uh, to I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna quietly have a word with Rachel about that. You know, <laughs> to be careful who she chooses. <laughs> but you're, 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 you're still, um, still taking offerings to go, right? Yourself. Yeah, I, I'm pretty much one of the only people on this planet who's guaranteed never to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, we don't enter it. So no, no. Obviously, uh, yeah, we have to be fair. But no, um, yeah, we picked out Rachel, um, and yeah, uh, can't wait. Uh, we'll get in touch. But right, um, oh, it's always such a good feeling, isn't it? Um, I love it. It's people. my favourite part of the day. I know it's absolutely amazing, and you know we can't wait um, to be part of your journey now, Rachel. Um, <laughs> sorry to everyone that um, that ha didn't win, but as we said, do check your emails over the next couple of hours. Um, we will be um, firing out some details to any uh, lucky uh, runner-ups out there. Um, but right, Dave, I think we'll, we'll, we got. Um, Around, we got lots of questions yeah. um, to go through. Um, Charlotte, how many people entered? I think we had about almost eleven thousand people this time. So yeah, it was. Um, it's certainly a very popular competition. Um, but yeah, it, it always is when we do um, some competitions. And yeah. Thanks to everyone who entered and was part of it and shared. Um, you know, and obviously, you know, increased the chances of winning. And uh, yeah, it was great. It was always good, good energy. Um, you know, around around the any any competition we run. Um, but right, Dave, let's get on some with some questions. Right. So right, I'm gonna start. Uh, where where should I pick? Because uh, we are we are. Was it Tom, Tom Massetto has put a good question just after yeah. Ash? That's a really good one. Uh, just after Ash, is okay. Where do the ports get their water from? Yeah. Um, surely they can't uh, carry yeah, enough yeah. from the start. So yeah. So there's local. There's there's plenty of water sources on Kilimanjaro where they're able to get it, um, <clears> and then you know boil it, purify it, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So that's where they get it from um so are you reading some uh... i did i just heard a shotgun go up in essex <laughs> oh, yeah that's funny yeah um very good let's have a quick look now so uh helen graham gordon yes um she wants to know about the toilet situation on kilimanjaro Always good. yeah yeah you do go to the toilet um but no no i'm joking sometimes more than <laughs> yeah when you're altitude certainly yeah you want to um it's, it's like anything um and, and more so on killy because you know you you are in camps um, now some of these camps have long drops now we use um, we, we, we bring our own um, so we have our own toilets that we bring um, yeah so essentially we'll need to use those you can use those if you know they're busy or anything I've used them um, but yeah there are places to go a toilet on there um, and, and the same goes for you know if you need to go you need to go sometimes when you're on the route and you're not at camp um, you know there are uh, places where you can you know go to toilet um, you know certain people um you know like i know we've had to sort of dash you know if you've got a dodgy belly or something mm -hmm. um but yeah the old um the old long drops as jerome says on there um but yeah the we, we do use sort of private toilets now which is a bit nicer yeah um which is good um, can't we just have toilet situation yeah you'll do fine um uh, some ladies we know i, I know on here have used um shiwis before as well um you know just just for um, i couldn't go on with it 
Nor have I. I'm not experienced. <laughs> but there are a lot of Evertrekkers who have, and they and they use them and they're fine. Um, but yeah, and, and altitude because you're drinking so much water to hydrate, you will pee more. Yeah. Um, especially, um, I don't know if you've heard of uh, Diamox before, um, Helen. But yeah, a lot of um, you know, I'd say about half Evertrekkers use that um, because it helps um, with altitude and. Um, it does make you pee more as well. So do take that account when, when drinking water. 100%. Yeah. Um, Shivani, uh, Sony Sara has asked, how long should one train for Killy? To be honest, it kind of depends from where you're starting from. Um, generally speaking, people tend to book their Killy trips about a year in advance yeah. on average. Um, if you do that, I would start right away, but start gradually. So just start going on hiking on the weekend, you know, and then gradually increase that and then, you know, you can add in a couple more yeah. hikes during the week, or you can add in some gym work. Um, but you know, don't train like going into space or anything like that. You know, you can just start gradually and just start building up your fitness. Essentially, what you're aiming for is if someone calls you and says, "Do you want to go and do a long hike on the weekend? It's about 15 mile." You want to be in a situation where you go, "Yeah, yeah, let's do it," and not have any worries. You know, you want to get to that level of fitness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully that kind of gives you a little bit of an idea. We can talk. We've done whole lives on training, so go back through the back catalogue and you'll find somewhere we've gone into a lot more detail about what we do, how we do it, when we do it, stuff like that. Nice. Um, Lee has asked, Lee Davey, hey Lee, how are you? Um, I know you're on our training weekend many moons ago, um, and I've done base camp, mate, but yeah, I hope life is treating you well. Um, boys, are the guides as killy as good as the, as the Sherpas helping you through? Um, I presume the ones, uh, you meant obviously the ones in Nepal. Absolutely. Um, I mean, you know, any, any guide that we have in any country, it, you know, obviously, you're going to get your, your ones who are more experienced. Well, we obviously got guides in Nepal that, you know, have been, have been sort of trekking the base camp. And some of them are summited Everest and some are 8,000 meter mountains. Um, but then if you look at Kili as well, like um, Yessi, he's summited Kili over 400 times. He's an absolute beast. Um, but it's this different culture. And, and this is every every place that we do are different in, in their own way. Like the, the Sherpas and the guides, you know, they're very quiet individuals, you know, some of them that still love to dance. But I think in, in Tanzania, essentially, it's a very, it's a lot more energetic, a lot more singing, a lot more dancing, different energy. Um, I think that's just the, the culture difference. Um, and certainly, but they're, they're amazing. And, you know, I, I don't want to sort of spoil the surprise, but after dinner, um, each night, you will um, see what I mean about yeah. that. Um, but yeah, I don't want to spoil the surprise. But they're great. Honestly, they're really good. And on all of our trips, we wouldn't use um, people if they weren't the right fit. Yeah. Um, when it comes to you know us as, you know, because we're really strong with with Evertrek and what we stand for. And I think some of our guides are you know like that. You know, they're fun, they're playful, but they're professional, and they're very good. Um, yeah, and they're, they're they're good lads, really good lads, and you'll get to know them really well. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so a quick question here. I just yes. thought it, it moves on its own sometimes. Uh, Paul, Paula Hughes, what's our thoughts on the Charmé hey, route? Um, yeah. So it's not like I have any massive strong feelings about it, mm. but we only do one route and that's the Lamosha route. Um, yes. We want you to have one, an, a long and enjoyable experience. We're not in a rush to get to the top of Killy. Yeah. So anything shorter than the Lamosha really doesn't sort of flow our boat. But <laughs> The, probably the primary reason, as we've mentioned, is the acclimatization. If you look at, you know, success rates are always a little bit difficult to judge because who's keeping track of all of this. Yeah. But we do know that a lot of, if you're doing Killian five days, there's probably like uh, around about a 50% dropout rate. When you do Killian over the Lamosho route, which is eight days, yeah. those extra three days, it, you know, you're in the high 90s. You know, it makes a massive difference. And we yeah. want all of our customers to be able to get to the top, get back down and say, that was awesome. Uh, we don't want people to either get to the top and say, good Lord, let it end. And we don't want people to have to turn around and come back down where a couple of days would have made the difference. Nice. So, yeah. Um, yeah, just I, I've got a couple of questions here, but I think someone asked about, um, I think it was Tom actually been clearing out wardrobe. Uh, got some spare clothes, good conditions that we've taken. Yeah, uh, to Moshi. Yeah, absolutely, mate. That would be amazing. Um, anything that you want to bring to um, any trip, like we had some Evertrekkers who brought some, um, they had some uh, old iPads or laptops, and they give it to some of the teams um, in Nepal, which was amazing. And also as well, like any equipment, any um, uh, items that you want to give, honestly, they'd be very thankful for it. Um, they one will always find a use, you know. And although we run trips and you know we we enjoy them, you know we, we forget and maybe don't see sometimes but yeah you know like nepal is a third world country 
um, similar to Tanzania, you know, very poor countries, really. Um, you know, anything you can do, and that's, that's really nice of you, Tom. Um, yeah, but anyone on, on any of our trips, yeah, if you do want to bring this stuff, I know obviously it's additional baggage and really appreciate um, you obviously bring in those, but if you do, it'd mean a lot. It'd, yeah. it'd mean a lot to us and mean a lot to the people you receive it to. Um, awesome. Yeah, um, so the next one that I saw was um, Ramona asking thermal to make Dupcal in July. You probably won't. Yeah, um, it's quite it's, warm. It's, it's going to be July. really warm, yeah. particularly. I mean, you, you maybe in the night, night if you suffer from the cold. Yeah. Maybe in the night and maybe on summit when you when you go for the summit because you set off uh, quite early. Yeah. Um, it could be quite cold, but honestly, um, if I had thermals when I was there, I'd have burned them. <laughs> but honestly, I would say probably we want to, you know, there's no harm in bringing them. Yeah. You know, they don't take up a lot of space or weight. So I would bring some with you. Um, but, you know, the likelihood of you needing them, I don't think very, very high. Nice. Uh, Glenn, um, Glenn Simpson, I've heard EBC is moving again. Any truth to this? Yeah, absolutely. So, Glenn, uh, yeah, you may have, I mean, a lot of you may have seen in the news. Um, I know we put a little post out about it. Um, just because some people were a bit, you know, kind of concerned, you know, go, they booked in to go to Everest Base Camp. Is it moving? And yeah, so essentially it, it, it impacts more the summit teams uh, because of where they stay and where they sleep. Um, like where we stay and where we sleep on the way to Everest Base Camp is still still always going to be the same. Um, now, essentially, Everest Base Camp is, is an X on the map. It moves, um, always has done. Um, it's quite a big area as well. It's about a mile and a half area on the uh, Kumbu Glacier, um, which is not far from uh, the Kumbu Icefall, which is where they start the climb, called Crampon Point, where everyone puts on the crampons and then off they go. Um, for the trekking side of it, we don't foresee any changes. Um, if there are, we, we will, you know, obviously communicate that to everyone. Um, but yeah, it's it's more to do with essentially Nepal every, and they, they try and do this, uh, you know, every year is they always try and get a bit of PR. They they, they say, okay, we're going to do this, or we're going to do this, we're going to do this. Like there's been numerous things I think since 2012 mm -hmm. um, where they said they're going to do to change. And out of all those changes, I'd say sometimes it's like 10 to 12 a season. They might do one of them you yeah. know and so the, you know I, and i appreciate this is in the news and this is out there and it's always it's, it's a great question because you know we want to we want to make sure that you guys um you know don't know what's coming but yeah if for instance um this does come into effect it won't happen until 2024 um but you know the when it comes to to these kind of things you know um just remember that base camp especially if you're going in the, the spring it, it, it does change anyway um but yeah, you'll still be going to Everest Space Camp wherever that may be. Yeah, and that's if they do it. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't there's see a, they'll do it because it's the reason they said about moving it won't affect the you know and you know we've spent a lot of uh, time chatting about sustainability and protecting the environment and you know we are big on that. Um, that's why we introduce water filters in the Himalayas. You know we um, a lot of the work we do in Mossy Earth. You know there, there's other things we do, but I, I don't think I mean this is just a personal opinion of mine. I don't think what they're putting will change things. No, much. I don't think so. And not for because it's it, the things they said that are happening, they've happened for the last 40 years, 50 years and, anyway. And it's more about, like you said, the, the, when people climb Everest, an, an entire village yeah. arrives on that glacier and stays yeah. there for a month. Yeah. Trekkers, each individual trekker is there for an hour or two maximum, yeah. sometimes less than that. So I don't think it'll affect us. <laughs> um, EBC moving just after Mick Hamilton got back. Is that just the coincidence? Yeah. yeah. Probably right, Brian. <laughs> Yeah, mix uh, brilliant savage. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's have a look. Uh, so, uh, Jan Wilshaw, wondering if, yeah, wondering if Dave has a Yeti tattoo. It's coming, he's, he's got every, everything else. It's coming, <laughs> it's coming. Is that that you get the one Ellie drew? Ellie drew, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, Ellie, my daughter, yeah. Ellie drew a group picture of us all as Yetis, yeah. And, um, she was very, yours was very good, huh? Yeah, I, I, I'm, <laughs> I, and I said I was gonna get it, and I'm gonna get it. You should, I gotta find the. You got, I, I say there's some space somewhere, mate. Yeah, somewhere. Um, Shona, when are the Iceland trips going to launch? Oh, honestly, we're, we're, I think we said this about a month ago, didn't we? So close to launching that. Um, yeah, we just got to get it right. Got to get it right first. We don't want to just put it out there, Shona, you know what we're like. Take our time with these things, but um, I know you're 100% um, will be getting that out there as soon as we can. Um, Jan, can we see it when it's done? Yeah, hundred percent, mate. Yeah, hundred percent. And um, it's the, I'll be honest, they're hard to hide <laughs> at this date. But um, do you know uh, what? Do you know what I call the Sinead glasses? You didn't. I had to message her. You, you realise you're going to wear like forty beers by the next. She, does, she doesn't drink. Forty orange juices. By yeah, the exactly. <laughs> but um, do you know what it was? I had a migraine last week. Really? Yeah. When well, wasn't it? Oh wow. Uh, yeah. So it was. Um, yeah, they would know. 
because of the level of professionalism that I exude. But I did have one, and uh, I, that's what I'm putting that name to. Brilliant. Yeah. I can only see half the screen. Depends where it gets. Oh, mate, I hope you're better this week. Um, right, we've got a couple more questions before we finish because we usually last for about an hour, and I don't want to leave these questions going. I am. Becky has asked, Becky Morn, do you need previous mountain skills for Tupacal in, in, in winter? Uh, they do help, yeah. but you don't necessarily need them. Like, we had people who had turned up and they hadn't been on that kind of terrain before. Um, and yeah, you they, they were shown how to use the crampons and the ice axe. Um, most of the time, actually, I mean, even like just myself, I didn't actually use the ice axe, use my poles. And then, you know, because it is steep, but if you're comfortable on, on snow, it's fine. Um, you know, we do from time to time run winter skills. Um, if you can do a winter skills weekend, definitely helps. Any time you spend on snow will help you. If you go a different time of the season when there's not snow up there, it's just very, very um, scrambly, if you like, um, especially at the top. But most of it is, is quite easy terrain, um, just challenging because of the physicality. Um, Diane's quickly asked, Do you camp while you're in the jungle? Yes, um, do you need to be careful about spiders? Stay, uh, I didn't see any. I mean, we do one camp, uh, at the beginning is a big yeah, tree, big which, tree, which yeah. is in the which is in the sort of the forest zone. Um, I didn't, I saw ants, we saw some ants, saw yeah. ants, and one There's of them, bugs. one of them did bite uh, Rasheen. Yeah, that's leg. right, that, that, was, that, that was hilarious. We did um, get it on camera, but yeah, Rasheen, Rasheen is a good friend, she, of us. yeah, she's so funny. <laughs> like, if it can happen to anyone, it'll happen to Rasheen. But um, I didn't see any spiders. I'll have to look. I'll have to look it up. Uh, yeah, there might. So I, many I don't know. I'd say possibly, yeah. um, but only probably a big tree. Beyond that, I don't imagine there's much. Um, uh, although you know, I think there's a spider that lives on Everest. You know, I think it's very small. Though. Really? Yeah. I think if you're worried about big giant black tarantulas, then I don't think you need to. Yeah. Just don't, um, don't tell that to Leah in Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leah, Leah literally has to like. You know, people in She's Australia like empty out their shoes, like tap them before. Well, I was over Australia, I did, but I'm, I'm not sure. Leah, is that happen? I'm sure it does. Do you know what? Leah can put an argument. Lauren told me yesterday, right, right, that kangaroos pretend to be drowning, right, in the sea. Yeah. You go in to rescue it. Next thing you know, it drags you in and drains you. Wow. I call shenanigans. <laughs> I don't think. I wonder they, what you're going to say. Though. I don't. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna do what? What's, what's, what's that sign language for? Yeah, I was uh, this one. That that one, yeah. I call that. My diving. But um, maybe she can. Maybe she can. Um... It's it's not the spiders. It's the scorpion climbing. Yeah, exactly. Um, right. Last couple of questions, then. Dave. Uh, oh right, yeah. Sorry. <clears throat> um, where was it, Becky? Uh, Jerome. Jerome. Uh, when is the next training weekend, boys? August. But I think yes. it's all eight. It is. Yes, fully booked. Um, um, unfortunately, we we're hopefully get another one out in October time. Yeah, we'll be releasing the dates very very soon. Get yourself yeah exactly but um oh, man this one's epic as well the next one you've got to get yourself booked on boys because uh, uh jerome and girls because it is rammed now isn't it, it is yes yeah, very much very popular now um our training weekends for any newbies um we kind of do about twice a year now um and they're just basically times for evertrackers to catch up we do a lot of hiking and brecon beacons not far from evertrack hq here in south wales um and always a cracking weekend you get to know obviously the, the bit more of the team as well yeah um and you know we get make sure you're prepared, ready, ready to go. Yeah. I used to Jan. I used to use that diving single. Exactly, mate. So yeah, that's it. Um, I to see if you. Why would you need that underwater? Uh, just when someone tries to show off. Well, if someone says I've run out of air. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not the first thing I'd say. Yeah. Okay. But normally it's when you're messing around because I, I used to teach scuba diving a long time ago, and um, yeah, you, you you mess around when you're waiting for stuff, you know. Um, right. Last question then. Um, Chris, Tom, Chris. Congrats on making base camp, mate. How often do the guys replace the water filter systems? What is the lifespan? Yeah, the the, the water filters that we use, um, we introduce, they do have a lifespan, um, which you can buy um, separately. But the guys do replace them. It's normally every season, you know, that they kind of replace yeah. them. And, you know, we want to make sure that they're still filtering. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have a lifespan of, I don't know, let's say it was 200 litres. Yeah. I imagine we'll do 198. <laughs> and then replace it it's, it, it yeah. is one of those it's a rough estimate but yeah. they, they do um they do boil the water as well and then obviously then they filter it yeah um lee, but yeah i reckon you've got one more day uh yeah lee davies what? asked what suggest what our value we want on the mats okay i think they go from zero to six yeah and i think probably three or four because i think one to two yeah. is summer use five to six is real extreme winter use so i would I'd go for the middle because yeah, <laughs> I'm not 100 certain. I would say honestly, you don't you don't need them. You don't need because you're not 
you know, on Kilimanjaro and things like that, you're not on ice pack yeah. or anything like that. So um, really the mat is there just to provide you more comfort than it is yeah. sort of a survival tool. So honestly, any anyone will be absolutely fine. Um, you know, the R rating ones is more if you're like sleeping on a glacier. If you're on Everest Base Camp and you're overnight yeah. in, then you want one that retains the heat. But yeah, there we go. Okay. Well, look, um, appreciate everyone coming on uh, today. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. Uh, nice to be back. Um, yeah, as, as we said before, we're here every Tuesday. Yeah. We do talk about different subjects, different things. We talked about socks before. It's all a good one. Uh, but it'll be different next popular week. One. It's a popular one. Um, but no, any other questions? I know uh, people have dropped some questions here. Um, do drop us a message, um, you know, info at evertrek.co.uk or use the messenger on the website. Um, obviously, we just announced the, the winner. Like I said earlier, do check your emails. We do like to send out some uh, runner-up prizes. So if you do get one of those, um, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. And if you want to be part of the Evertrekker community, jump on our trips. We'd love to have you join us. Um, but yeah, Dave, any final thoughts for today? No, that's it. Um, I've noticed a couple of people um, in the earlier comments saying they, they're going to tune in regularly. So yes, come back, you know, um, come see us. Not just when we're giving away trips. Come see us. When <laughs> we got loads of awesome stuff to tell you. But no, honestly, it is great. Love these lives when there's loads more people coming on. Um, and we hope you stay with us. And, you know, if you don't, not able to catch us every Tuesday, then YouTube, um, then Matt uh, Malarkey the, podcast. The Matt Malarkey yeah. podcast, you know, what do they say? Comment, like, subscribe, all of that sort of stuff helps all us. Good it? stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, other than that, yeah. no, um, I'm, I'm hungry. I, I can say so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, great stuff, guys. Um, yeah, anything you need, give us a shout. And um, yeah, we'll see you next week. Take it easy. Bye. Awesome. So I hope you enjoyed the uh, another episode of the Mount Malarkey podcast. Um, yeah, that was something a little bit different, wasn't it, from the Tuesday tune-in, but I yeah. hope you enjoyed it. I must say, you were brilliant on that episode, Ant. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, mate. Thanks. Now, if, uh, if you've enjoyed it, don't forget to leave us a review and subscribe to the podcast. Um, you know, all these uh, podcasts we put together, the episodes, trying to reach as many people as possible. And if it's helped you, leave us a lovely review. Um, and yeah, we'll see you again next week. Yeah, all the best, guys. Bye. <laughs>